Morene te no my heart of mine. Welcome along to the Back to Kura podcast, uh, episode 11 with Ashley and Shiloh. Uh, just want to send a massive mihi to everybody who's listened. A uh, big shout out to Hemi Kelly uh, last week who joined us on the podcast as well. And really excited to get into this week's podcast, which is all about Matariki. Yes, and not just Matariki, but also Poanga. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that's, right. that's our Napu who celebrate the Maori New Year. But oh. yeah, just about our experiences. We've just finished our big kopapa of Maori New Year. Onto the next kopapa, but we have so much to talk about in this episode. We've learned so much about ourselves, about our tupuna, about our whakapapa, about so much. But about everything, right? It's just such a wild, wild experience. A full immersion, full year of Te Reo Maori. Um, and I think the number one word or feeling that is going around in me at the moment is a feeling of gratitude. Mm. I'm really grateful for the year that we have this year. Mm. Like I think I've re- it's really hitting home now that we're halfway through the year that, wow, this is a really, really rich experience. Um, awesome to see people grow and get rid of that mamai. And for me, um, I've done a few vicorridors last week and this week and in each of them I've said to the kayako or to the poako that you have changed my experience in Te Ao Māori and I think for me that's yeah that's that's amazing that's massive and I'm just really grateful for the year that we've had so far and all the learning that we've had especially Matariki Matariki was a really cool kaupapa um <clears throat> and a kaupapa that I didn't know before this year so yeah, that's that's the feeling that I've got going around in my in me mm. at the moment. Gratitude. It's funny that you say that because I have the same feelings. I feel like I'm in such a good place at the moment. And I really want to um, say that in this podcast, like to people who are listening, because I know in many other podcasts I've been like, oh, you know, it's so hard, and it is, and it's heavy, and fuck a man, all of that. But right now, I feel like tino, like harukua, like a fair tayana, like so grateful. Because six months in and I feel like there's less roadblocks for me now. I feel like I'm driving down like the smooth, the road is smooth at the moment. And I feel like the Rio is really coming and I feel, um, what's the Cooper maybe satisfied mm. with my journey so far. Because especially with the Matariki, sorry, the Māori New Year, Kaupapa, I feel like I did my best. Like I tried my best, but 200% into the Whakapuaki and I just feel happy. Yeah, and grateful, and and for all the knowledge that we've learnt, the the real, you know, for all that far kayako, for the toida, it's just been yeah. Yeah, it's such a such an amazing experience, um, and it's cool to be at that stage now. We're at the start of the year, you know, you got so many rarus and as you say, so many barriers in front of you. Maybe you don't know how to speak, you don't know the sentence structures, you don't know what's going on in class. You can't understand what the principal's saying every week. Still don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, no, well, Papa Tafiri, he's, <laughs> he's done another level. He's like... <laughs> and then it's finished. You're like, hey, what do you say? Go back into class. Hey, what did Papa Tafiri say? <laughs> but no, nah, it's cool to be at this um, at this place in our journey and, you know, to know that you're happy and the journey's somewhat getting... More ngawari for you, more easy. Yeah, more easier and just satisfying and like full. I feel like my cup is just full and I just feel blessed. Yeah. 
I, I do want to put out there though that there are other people that aren't feeling that way um, and they've been, you know, in the course at the same time and I just want to reiterate and I guess make it known that everyone's learning journey is different. Um, some people learn in different ways, some people learn slower than others but sort of the main kaupapa that we speak about at Kura is he waka ekeno, you know, um, bring everyone up. So, yeah, just want to Send a mihi to those people as well because I, I can't imagine being in that waka of uwewa still now. And it's tough, man. It's a hard journey. Like not knowing what's going on still, be tough. Mm. Be very hard. And I think the waka of uwewa, like of hard, I think – that's probably that might come to me next week. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, like, true that, true like that. right now, I'm in a good place, but ask me next week, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. like, it's hard. But right now, I feel really good and really excited for the Heidinger. Yeah. So tell us about your experience with the latest assessment, Fakapuaki Tuatoru, uh, about Matariki Puanga, the Māori New Year. How was that for you? Okay, so. Um, for the Māori New Year, for this kaupapa, we were asked to speak for 15 minutes about matariki and also to choose a specific topic relating to matariki. So you could choose whakapapa, maramataka, kei a koe te tiki, koe te blah, 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 sorry. Kei a koe like up to you, what you want to choose. And then we also had to write a pukapuka which for me I, I was excited about, as well as composer on Waiata. So that was a lot. And how long did that – that was like five weeks? Yeah, four or four, four or weeks, weeks, four or five weeks. Mm. It was very, very quick. It was quick. It's the quickest assessment we've had this year that we've had to sort of create, learn, and execute. Mm. And it was a big one too, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a It's not an easy time. task. And for a lot of us, and I would say for the majority, none of us really knew about Matariki. And for me growing up, I didn't know what that was. I used to think it was just like a myth, like, you know, like Maui in the sun, you know, like awesome stars in the sky. And, you know, like we didn't, I didn't celebrate it, didn't really understand it. And so when you get this new kopapa, you're like, oh my gosh, all of this new information. And there were a lot of students who were rangirua, I guess, confused. Because it's not like we're learning factual things and there's not like there's a lot of information out there. So for many of us, we went and bought Rangi Matamua's book, right, which is Matariki, the star of the new year. And a big mihi to him because he's brought all of the information about Matariki into mainstream and he's been, I guess, the source of information for most of us at Takiyoda. And so in preparation for my whakapuaki, I started reading well, I actually finished it, um, Matariki, the start of the new year. And I watched all of Rangi Matamua's uh, kōrero, you know, I'd spent ages. And for some reason, I felt like I couldn't connect uh, with a lot of his kōrero. Like, I mean, oh, a big mihi to him. Like, I'm like, wow, you know, like, he's amazing. But there was just like, I don't know, I just couldn't connect. And I chose to do papa. That was my specific topic because I felt drawn to that and I couldn't connect with the puka puka, Matariki the start of the new year. Anyway, so I was like, hmm, but I, I still did all the research and all that. 
anyway, I went and spoke to my friend and I was like, oh, do you have any advice? Because I, I, I'm doing papa, And he said, oh, like, no hekwe. And I was like, oh, he uri tēnei o Ngāpuhi on my mum's side and he uri tēnei o Tānui Ngāti Manipoto on my dad's side. And he's like, oh, well, that's, you know, like your iwi believes in puanga, not in matariki. And I was like, oh, and the penny dropped. What's that? What's that in English for the penny just oh, oh, we have it. <laughs> the kiwaha. Yeah, it's a kiwaha we had written <sighs> in our akomanga. But anyway, the penny dropped, and I was like, oh my gosh. Because Rangi Matamua is a descendant of Tuhoi, mm. which is a completely different iwi to me. So his tupuna celebrated the Māori New Year way differently to my tupuna. So then I started this hiringa of trying to find out what my tupuna did to celebrate Matariki, oh, to celebrate the Māori New Year. And of course I found out in Te Tai Tukuro, my tupuna believed that Poanga was the star of the Māori New Year and that my tupuna used to stand in, on the Marae Atia back in the day and wait for Poanga to come. Um, they used to karanga to Poanga, um, prepare kai for Poanga, do all of that. Not only that, but I also found out that one of my tupuna was a tohunga kohorangi, which a tohunga is like expert in the stars. So I'm a descendant of a, um, a tohunga. That's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I found out that um, his name was Hari Hongi, and I found out that he believed that when our spirits, or when we die, our spirits leave our body, and they go to Puanga, right? Because Puanga was a star in the sky, but also a god. And he used to command them, you know, when they died, to go to Puanga. And all of this information to me was like, oh my gosh, this means so much more to me because this isn't just words or stories. This is my whakapapa. This is what my tupuna believed in. And, you know, it was such like enlightening hiding a like journey for me but also I find that a bit sad because all of this information I, w- I would say almost lost but I feel like it is lost because not many Māori know what their tūpuna did you know like to celebrate Māori New Year not many people not many Māori people really know I mean we have the words of Rangi Matamua yeah. right we definitely do and grateful to him but what did your tūpuna do back in the day, um, in, in navigating the stars, what did they believe in? How did they, I wouldn't even say celebrate New uh, Māori New Year, but what did they believe in? Mm-hmm. There's so much, so, so much, and I feel like I've only just scratched the surface of what my tupuna did and what they believed in. But, yeah, yeah it was, like, so enlightening for me, and I was like, wow. That's amazing. It's yeah. so cool that you picked Puanga as well, because for the majority of people, that live in Auckland or that don't really know about Te Ao Māori. First of all, we barely know what Matariki is. And then, oh, there's different ways of celebrating the Māori New Year from uh, or Tēnā Iwi or Tēnā Iwi or Tēnā Iwi, all these different places. It's like, oh, wow. And it was awesome that you described and um, helped us to understand that there were different stars and there were different ways of celebrating from different iwi, so I really respect you for that. And it was because I'm um, he uri no tai, te tai tokero as well, he uri no napu, he uri no ngatihine. So 
when you said, oh, I'm doing puanga, I was like, hey, what's puanga? <laughs> oh, that, that's the way Napui or, you know, up, up north, that's that's what we celebrate for, for the Matariki. And I was like, oh, typical up north, always got to be different. <laughs> but mean, mean, and I really enjoyed your corridor and I think it was just cool to hear. I wish we could go, if you want to, a little bit more deeper onto all of this, all of that mātauranga. And, and, and I'll be the first to admit that we're not kaioko. We're not super matatau, but even just little things like, are they seven stars? Are there nine stars? Puanga is a star that comes before Matariki, if I'm correct, yeah? Well, what my, oh, it could also be your tupuna, I'm not sure, but what my tupuna believed in is that um, Puanga was the older brother of Matariki. So, and Puanga was jealous of Matariki because Matariki was always the brightest star. So Puanga would always try and get in front of Matariki and was always like a fafai, you know, like fighting Matariki to get to the... And that's why in Te, te Tokoro you can see Puanga first mm. before Matariki. And so that's cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, this... this like, Māori New Year means so much more to me now. Mm. And that's why I'm so grateful to be at Takiura because, yeah, I'm learning te reo Māori, but I'm also learning about what my tūpuna believed in. And, you know, like what I was saying before, this knowledge was almost lost, you know, when the, the missionaries came over in the 1800s, but also the Tohunga Suppression Act as well, you know, which almost stopped a lot of this knowledge being passed down. So I'm also grateful for Rangi Matamua, but also Sam Ridikura, who wrote Puanga, the start of the Māori New Year, which I've got a lot of my information from as well. So the information is out there for us, but we just have to dig deeper to try and find it. You really do. That was something very evident in this 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 whakapuaki, this assignment is that information is quite hard to get. Um, you can't really you can find basic information like oh these are what the Matariki stars represent and these are how they connect to the taiao or to the to the wind or to the rain. But anything deeper than that you really gotta look for it. But mm. I remember Henry Kelly saying in our last episode that that was part of the, the journey? excitement and part mm. of the journey for him. It is. It was so exciting to be like, oh, my God, there's this new me. There's this new resource that I can use to help my studies or to learn a bit more and to add to my kite. So um, I don't know. It's it's quite cool, and I'm sure you felt that sort of excitement when you found that puka puka for Puanga. Yeah, I felt so excited. It was like I found gold, like Hitonga. Like I felt like... I had a shovel and I was like digging, digging, digging. And finally I was like, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I found it. And that's why when I stood up to do my whakapuaki, like I didn't have any whakama in speaking. I was confident because because I had, you know, tried my best and I had found this this treasure and I wanted to just share it with everyone. And it was just, oh, it was just the best feeling. It was interesting. I feel like a lot of people tried a lot harder in this whakapuaki. Mm. I'm not too sure as the reason, um, but yeah, yourself, you really did an awesome job. I thought your corridor was amazing, um, the research that you did. And I remember, I think Tyler May was really happy with your reel, right? Yeah. Yeah, you did awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, Tyler May. Man, um, backstroking those compliments, <laughs> man, because sometimes you got hard weeks and sometimes you have great weeks like that, team. I was all swimming it, man. I just know. lap it up, enjoy it, Gotta milk it, it for all it's worth. Um, but your quarter or your fuckapuaki was also 
amazing. Right. Kate here to hiding and how was your your journey and your fakapuaki? Man. Yeah, well I was similar to you. Um in my second assignment, so the one before Matariki. I finished it. I felt good. I felt like I learned a few few things about my Madai and that the Ingua and I tried. I definitely tried. But I finished it and our Kayako said to me, she goes, Oh, good, like really good. You did well, but you took the easy road. I was like, Ooh, sheesh, what's the easy road? Because I was a little bit confused. I was like, I never knew any of this stuff before this year. Like, I learned all of this. This is all new to me. But she goes, Oh, you know, you can do a bit more research or you can do this, that, and the other. So I said, Oh, okay. And I remembered that corridor and I took that on as a challenge. And I said, Oh, you know, this whakapuaki, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to try really, really hard to research to, you know, go, go a little bit deeper and put a bit more preparation into my corridor. Every time that I've stood previously, I kind of just stand up and try and talk from my heart or know a little bit, but kind of go here, go there, go everywhere and get it done. So I got to send a massive shout out again to Dr. Rangimata Mua. Um, I guess probably 80% of my it all was information from him that I got from him from his book from the videos on YouTube and what a what a resource that is um but yeah so just a, a little bit of a recap on Matariki and please help me out because oh. I'm not at I didn't do whakapapa for my for my fetu hey, or for my, on <laughs> yeah. poanga. but um for and look there are so many different stories and so many different um versions of Matariki puanga to Taitokero Taranaki Nareira you know, this is just a few that we've heard along our journey and that journey has been quite short. But for the majority of people, or for the longest time, people have sort of thought that there were seven stars mm. in the Matariki cluster, um, often or widely renowned and, or known as Pleiades, the, the cluster. Mm. Um, but according to Rangi Matamua, and I, and I feel like I connect more with that, there are nine fitu, there are nine stars in the cluster of Matariki. So... Matariki is the mother of all the stars. We've got Pahutakawa. Pahutakawa is one of the stars, and that star connects the Matariki to the dead and is the star that carries our dead across the year. So that's a massive, massive star in the Matariki cluster. That's the star that we send out our wishes and our memories of the people that have passed in the year. Um, if that star's shining, that means that there's not going to be many deaths. Mm. But if that star is dim, then that's a sign that for the year to come, there are going to be a lot of deaths. And I think two years ago, or the year, if I remember correctly, from Dr. Rangi Matamua, the year that COVID came around, the Pahutukawa star was dim. Mm. So that was a tohu for him that there was going to be a lot of deaths. Uh, Tupuanuku and Tupuarangi, they're connected. Uh, Tupuanuku is tied to the food that grows in the ground. So that's kind of like your marakai, your gardens, kumara. Um, our ancestors used to tie that into that star. If it was shining bright, that'd be great. We'd have a lot of kumara in the marakai. Things would go grow well. Uh, if it wasn't, then that'd be a sign that oh, maybe we don't focus our time on the marakai this year. We go elsewhere. Uh, tupuarangi. Tupuarangi is tied to the food that comes from above your head, um, such as birds and fruits. So uh, if that star was shining bright for Matsuriki, uh, they'd go out in there and they'd know that the, the kereru were going to be fat 
or they'd know that there'd be a lot of birds to eat that year or the year to come. Uh, Waiti, Waita, they're connected. Uh, Waiti is connected to the food that comes from fresh water, and Waita is food that is connected or hono to salt water, uh, which I th- I think is pretty cool because in the cluster, um, Waiti is above Waita, and that's n- a natural flow because fresh water then leads into the ocean. So I thought that connection was pretty cool. Uh, Waipunarangi, and Waipunarangi is the star of the rain, so if that's shining bright, uh, there, there won't be a lot of rain, but if it's dim, there'll be a lot of rain. Uh, Ururangi is the Fetu Tsuawaru, and that one's tied to the the, the wind. Mm. So if that one is shining brightly, it'll be calm out on the oceans, it'll be calm for the year to come, but if it's dim, then that's a sign that it'll be tough to go out on the oceans, there'll be a lot of wind, there'll be... Trim, what's that word? Trim, trim, yeah, huh, hey, Maori. Trim, tumultuous, trim. Oh, oh. Get the We'll just use treacherous. There you go. <laughs> uh, and the last one is Hiwai Tirangi. Mm, your favorite. And that is my favorite star. And that uh, Hiwa is the portiki of the whanau. And that is my favorite star because that is the star that you send your wishes, your dreams, your aspirations to. And when I was doing my research for Matariki and the Whakapuaki um, Tuatoru, I found that when I learned about Hiwai Tirangi, it just pinched manako, kikini tokunako, um, nāti mea, oh, just learning about or just knowing that there's a star that you can send your dreams and aspirations to so that that star can make your dreams and aspirations become reality um, that story for me and that narrative is real cool. Mm. Um, and I was doing a bit of research and we had all these topics and I was a bit, I was a little bit unsure about what I was going to speak about in my whakapuaki because I didn't know Matariki. And then through my research, I heard a lot of stories about Hiwa and I thought, oh, you know what, that's that's my star. That's what I'm going to um, use in my whakapuaki. And I did a bit of research and... Uh, there was this one story that Dr. Rangi Matamu said that I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to use on my whakapuaki. That's what I'm going to talk about because I thought it was really cool. So back in the days, if Hiwa Itirangi was shining bright, that was a good tohu, a good sign that you send your wishes, your dreams, your aspirations to Hiwa Itirangi. So what the tupuna or the tohunga would do, the experts back in the days, the ones that used to look at the stars, um, if Hiwa was shining brightly, they'd take all the people with dreams and aspirations and they'd take them to the marakai. Now, remembering that at the time of Matariki, there's no marakai, there's no food in the marakai because they've already been harvested, all the food is in the pātaka. This is a time to really celebrate, to play games, to get together, to sit around the fire, to share kōrero, mm. to speak about and learn about whakapapa. So the tohunga would take the people with dreams and aspirations to the marakai. Now, also... Back in the days, our tupuna, they never used to speak about their dreams and aspirations or their deep desires and wants because people would use that information against them. So if there was a war or if there was a fight or if there was this, that and the other, they wouldn't throw around their words willy-nilly. They'd they'd speak their truths, but they wouldn't always go on about what they really, really want. Mm. So at the time of Matariki, the tohunga would take those people with dreams and aspirations, they'd take them to the marakai. They would dig a big trench in the marakai, about, you know, half a metre deep, 
the width of your of your foot and they'd plant other people with dreams and aspirations in the marakai. They'd fill the marakai, they'd fill that trench with the with the, with the dirt and then they'd tell the people with dreams and aspirations to karanga, karangatia, karangatia e koutou tō moemoya, tō, tō hia hia, tō wawata kia hiwa i te rangi. So the people would, you know, say, oh, you know, I want this this year and I would really like this to come to fruition in my life. And then the tohunga would do a karakia to hiwa. And they'd say, hiwa, come down into the soil, um, just like a plant that's buried in the ground, make my dreams come in reality, make my dreams, make my aspirations um, come to life in my world. And when I heard that story, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's me. Mm. That's what I want to do Draw for Drawn to it. Yeah, I was just drawn to it. That's what I'm going to do for for my whakapuaki, and I did it. And it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed learning about the stars and I enjoyed learning about hiwa. And at the end of my whakapuaki, I got, well, I took a box into class. I filled it with soil and I got everyone to write one wish or one desire or one um, aspiration that they have for the year. And I got them to put it all in the box with the soil. And I kind of likened it to what our tupuna used to do back in the days and planting mm. our people's with dreams and aspirations in the marakai. Um, I put our dreams and aspirations of our classroom into the marakai. And I did the karakia. I learned the karakia that our tupuna used to do to hiwa back in the days. And I did that karakia. And um, I'm hoping at the end of the year I can bring out those dreams and aspirations and we can talk on them. Beautiful. We can speak about them and kind of see if you achieved that want or desire that you that you have. And that was my whakapuaki. Can I ask you a question? Aye. Yeah, to moimoya more itinato. Like, what was your dreams or aspirations for this year? <sighs> Hepatai pie. Yeah, I often ask myself that question whilst I was doing my whakapuaki and I feel like I'm the most indecisive person on this planet Um, and I couldn't really come up with an answer. I knew at the start of the year my want for doing this course was to learn my language, to be able to speak and to be able to call it all to my mother in te reo Māori and for her to understand what I'm saying and to call it all back. And I feel like we're, we're, we're pretty much there. We're pretty much there, which is, which is special. But what I wanted to say to her was, I'm here because of you. Mm. Um, and that's kind of one of my wants or dreams for this year and I think that I know where I'm going to do it um, but yeah I really want to be able to call it all with her and my family in Te Reo Māori with the journey that we're doing at the moment you're up, you're down, you're left, you're right you go home, you're sad, you go home, you're happy there's just so much change happening in our in our lives and in our experience and in how we view the world and our journey in it. Um, 
So, yeah, that's kind of my my want for this year. But no doubt it'll change. And I feel like my reo is really progressing in, in a pace that I didn't think I was would be at. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a bit of a shock for me. I'm kind of <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm... Dr. Rangi Matamua now. Nah, but you know what I mean? Mm. And so that journey kind of changes a lot. But just personally, I feel like there's been a lot of internalizing because you're not just learning the language, right? We talk about this all the time. You're learning how to have a Maori nako. The other thing for me is we're around a lot of people all the time. And I feel like that's learning in itself learning how you are with other people, kind of being considerate about other people's needs and wants, um, being ngako mahaki, being humble. That's a big one. That's a big one. and Especially for the tani. I, tika, tika. And we had this big wananga, wananga recently about sort of our experiences as a class because a lot of people were finding it hard this year. And one of the, the comments that stuck with me was, oh, <clears throat> Certain people are taking the space of the classroom all the time and they're not giving space for others to call it all. And straight away I'm like, oh, sheesh, that's definitely me. Like, because I'm always talking, I always talk a little bit of tickle. <laughs> always trying to fuck a kaka, fuck a, fuck a kaka. <laughs> fuck a kata kata, make people laugh. Mm. Um, so I feel like that experience is, is one in itself as well. It's a learning journey in itself on how you hold yourself how you interact with other people, how you conduct yourself in the classroom and at the nohomorais. And I feel like it's really important for people to to be around because it's, it's definitely massive. It's a massive part of the journey mm. for me. And having those wanangas, arotaki? Arotaki. Arotaki, yeah. the wanangas, I feel like it's such a big part of te ao Māori to be able to stand up and everyone gets their chance to speak or te korero and to be vulnerable. And actually, that day, did you know that um, for Maramataka, that was a day of heightened emotions? And I didn't know that until um, I went home and then someone told me and I was like, oh, no wonder why in the morning I was feeling like real um, antsy and like real, a little bit like pukerere, a little bit pody and stuff. And especially because you did the, when you did the whanahui in the morning and you asked the partai about should woman, should wahini stand? <laughs> and I'm, I like raised my hand straight away and I was looking around and I was like, oh, like not not many of the wahine were, were raising their hand. Then I started to think and then think and think and I was like getting real emotional about it. And I was like, you know, like every day I come to Kura and I'm just going to like kore to like pono and I, and, I, and I have to hear Tane Ma like stand up and speak every day. Yada, yada. And I want to hear from wahine as well. Mm. You know, and, and so like that made me think a lot about um, about tikanga and about all of that, all of that. And I'm just getting like a little bit off topic, but yeah, that's all a part of you know what I'm learning. And I don't know my my stance on that yet. Or should woman should wahini stand? Um, but for me, I started to think, oh, why don't women wahini get to stand at kura? Mm. You know, like Tani get the opportunity to stand and to kōrero and. I don't know all the tikanga all that are around it, but for me personally, I would love to hear from Wahine. Oh, 100%. And I think definitely in Kura, I feel like it should be a space for Wahine to speak 
on the pipi because I know personally that those experiences really progress your real. Mm. And I've seen you that in you, not just in your real, but in your narco and your um, you know, narco titikaha. Like you've become so confident, and you know, like you you sit on you said last week how many times? Two, three. Yeah, which was like amazing for you, you know, and. You know, after you stood by Michelle, I was like, oh, like, he tonga of akumanga to you. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm the tonga. Yeah, I want to be the tonga, but no, but like, you know, like, that's beautiful for you. And I just wish, like, why he got experiences like that? Because I know that on the middle, because after, after you asked that question, which was a really good part, I, I started asking why around me, like, oh, like, what's your fakaro on that? And they were like, Oh well, you know, on the Marae, the woman, the woman's role is to karanga, you know, and I was like, yeah, but there's no karanga here. It could have. So I don't know. It's just something that was on my mind. Oh, my fakaro on that is I, because I was thinking about that too. The the protocol, the tikanga of the Marae. Yes, the wahine does the karanga in the morning. Uh, that is the first thing. They kind of open up the ceremony. They connect us to the atua. They they're the ones that really run the show. Um, but my whakaro on that is, okay, well, maybe if Tanima are standing at Takiure and, and Wahine don't, and I think that's going to be the tikanga mm. whilst Papa Tafiri and Whaiaka are there because Papa Tafiri is very staunch on the fact that Wahine don't stand up on the pai pai. Yeah. And kei a koe, kei a i aia, kei te pai tērā. And I respect, that, has, I respect that. That is the kawa of, yeah. his, of his iwi. So we follow the kawa of his kura and – I respect that. But I feel like, and what was really special about my Faikoro um, on Thursday was that Antoinette, the, our classmate who got the scholarship, threw back to Kura mm. and has had her own journey in Te Reo Māori, she started the morning with what I felt like was kind of like a karanga. So it was right. a karakia, but it was almost a karanga. And I was like, man, wahine should just karanga in the morning. To practice, you know what I mean? To mm. get to get comfortable in the karanga setting because that is the role of the wahine in a lot of iwi and a lot of marais. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, tāne ma getting practice and standing up and doing the whai kōrero, which is also very important because for a lot of tāne, that is the reason that we come to learn. We want to stand up. We want to have our say on the pai pai because I know for me, I've gone plenty of times in the past and gone to a marae or gone somewhere, sat at the front, felt – ashamed because I don't know anything that's going on. I'm supposed to sit at the front and represent whatever, be a tane, be strong, you know, be that person that stands up, but I don't know what they're saying. I don't know how to stand up. i got to stand at the front, don't know the wayata. So that's really important for us to get the confidence to be able to stand up on the marae or stand up wherever we need to go. But I feel like it'd be really cool if the wahine started doing karanga in the morning because it is daunting to do a karanga. I know that. Oh, it yeah. It is I mean, very, very daunting. I know. It's somewhat of a a waiata, a song. You've got to really be strong and sing it. But I feel like that's amazing at the same yeah. time and it'd be awesome for our wahine ma to get comfortable doing the karanga. Definitely. And I'm so proud of Antoinette as well because Pardon. it was the most – beautiful karakia slash um, like karanga that I've heard, you know, like, and especially because I know that she'd practice and that 
should put so much time and effort into this and it's a it's it's not an easy thing to do something like that in front of your peers you know even for me just even just doing the karakia I mean now I'm okay but you know when I first did the karakia I was like uh wanga wanga so you know shout out to Antoinette for for that and you're right. I mean, I guess it's just a fakaro, uh, something that, you know, we can, you know, that's open for discussion about Shuruwahini San and probably be an ongoing it will be discussion, ongoing. Yeah. you know, and it's something that I don't know my thoughts on. But I know that when I leave, could or even now, like, you know, I want to be able to stand confidently and to be able to speak, not on the Mirai, but anywhere, mm. you know, and I feel like the Whakapawaki is really the only chance that Wahini get to stand. Aye. And I mean, I'm not, I don't want to fuck to anyone or, or to say anything is wrong, but it's just my feelings. Mm. And I'm sure other Wahini might have the same feeling, but. I also have other fakaro on this because, mm-hmm. you know, for me and growing up around my mother, Wahine Toa, she's got a lot of Wahine mates. I'm exposed to a lot of Wahine groups and a lot of, Wahine that are empowering other Wahine, which I'm all for. I totally, I totally respect that. In the same sense, <clears throat> I like to empower my my Tane, you know, because there is a place for Tane and there is a role that we need to play in this world. And there is a, there needs to be a balance because if for me, if Wahine start to take these places of of power or on the fight corridor or or whatever it might be in any space, what is the role of the man now? They get lost. I can't, I'm just kidding. They, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that is a massive issue for men because we are naturally and this is no this is no sexism or anything. We we are naturally supposed to like traditionally providers. We stand up on the fire corridor. We are the ones that protect our wahine. We are the ones that protect our whānau. And the more that wahine ma start to get into those spaces, the more lost I feel like Māori men and Pacific Island and other men are getting. Um, so I'm all for wahine getting up and, and speaking and going on the fire corridor, but at the same time I just want wahine to remember that, yeah, okay, men have dominated a lot of spaces for a long time. But there are some spaces that I feel like, well, there are areas that I feel like men need to be a man, personally. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I need to dive into a little bit more. But I'm all, I'm gonna stand up for my for my tiny because I feel like everyone's quick to go, oh, boys club, oh, boys club, oh, men always get this, men always get that. What about the wahine? But I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I feel that, but what about our tiny ma as well? We gotta have respect for the balance in the world. Hmm. Interesting, Picardo. Oh, but oh. you know, it's good to have these discussions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a, a, a thought that I had on that day, and it was a good party that you asked. That was a cool fight called it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, you asked a lot of party, but that one really stuck. With me, and I, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then we had the the arutaki, which we all shared our struggles, what we found good, which was a really good way to, for everyone to get out all their daru and all their, I don't know, tanifan. And like you said, 
And, you know, like we said at the beginning, we're six months and, and both of us seem to be in a good place, but there are also those who are still struggling, still trying to find their feet, still feeling whakama, and I have those days too. So just big mihi to everyone who's on this journey. And I also learned that there are a lot of uh, non-Māori that listen to our podcast as well, those who are um, so are trying to reclaim their language you know, who are, are Chinese or, who are, you know, different ethnicities, but living in New Zealand and reclaiming their language as well. So it's awesome that you can relate to our corridor and big mihi to you. Yeah, I saw this really lovely message on Instagram last night and she was just saying, oh, listen to the podcast and um, this podcast has inspired me to get back into my Māori tanga, to get back into learning. I felt whakama, um, I felt those feelings and this space has really inspired me to get back on the learning journey. And that for us was always the main kaupapa, right? If mm. we could help at least one person get back into that learning journey, reclaiming their identity, their foundations, who they are as a person. Um, awesome. And that was the, what, what the kaupapa was all about. So it was really nice to see that message still six months after, you know, yeah. and still kind of see that, that ahua continuing through the podcast. Um, again, added to my gratitude of everything that we're doing this year. Um, so, yeah, mihi to, mihi to everybody that listens. It's, it's, it's always a buzz. It's always, it's always a pleasure. And it's all been worth it as well. And I know there are some people who are still trying to weigh up the, the pros and cons of enrolling in Takayota. Uh, I, I know there are a lot of um, wahini kaha a lot of wahine who have enrolled for next year, which is amazing. Um, you know, but I can honestly say that it's been the best, most rewarding year of my life so far. And I'm so grateful that I chose to come to Takiura. It's, you know, like, I feel like I've been knocked down and rebuilt mm. into something that has, like, exceeded my expectations of of what I've learned what I've dived into and all the treasure that I've found as well as getting the real like the real of course I came to get the real I mean that's the main focus but then all these other beautiful parts of te ao Māori I got I'm getting as well and it's just been like the best journey so far yeah I can see it in your smile <laughs> it's really cool and I think going back I got two things to just recap on one mm-hmm. Hiwa i Tirangi and the kaupapa of dreams, aspirations, sending into Hiwa. I forgot to mention that the, when I was talking about that, that I had a conversation with my mum because she was in the room when I did my whakapuaki. Really proud. And we had a it all. And when I asked that question to the classroom, oh, what, are your, what is one dream or aspiration that you have for this year? She talked to me after and she said, oh, this is my dream. To see you speaking. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It was like icing on the cake for, for that whakapuaki for myself. And the second one was in the middle of the or when I asked the question about women standing on the pie pipe. The last question I asked people to do was put their hands up if they know what I was saying. This is all in te reo Māori. Everybody put, their, everybody put their hands up. And then I said, put your hands down if at the start of the year you wouldn't know what I was saying. Everybody put their hands down, but I think four people. So that for me is a sign that this journey is working for the real. You know? mm. 
as much as we feel like, oh man, I'm not here, oh my reel's not there, oh my gosh, this person's doing better than me, etc., etc. We're still learning, you know, and we're still growing. And even if it's a little bit, it's still something. The fact that you can understand what I'm saying, I wouldn't have understood what I was saying at the start of the year. So that to me was very special. It was like, oh, cool. Mm. We're getting somewhere. Kia kaha. And just going off what you just said, you know, what, something that I shared in my whakapawake about papa is how papa is like our foundation and we build up our foundation and when we know our papa, when we know who we are, we reach, well, we reach our potential and with the potential comes confidence and kaha and titikaha. Titikaha. Which is confidence. Nako titikaha. Oh, nako titikaha. Kupuho. All right. And titi means to pierce. And kaha is strong. So piercing the strength. Oh. Right? So I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, and we get, we get, we get that. That comes to us when we know who we are when we know why we're here and we know where we're going. And I feel like that is the tikanga of whakapapa and that is the tikanga of matariki or poanga, is knowing who we are. And that's amazing. That's your beautiful. kaupapa. That's your tino kaupapa. Yeah. And that all, that's all come this year for me and for you. I can see that in you, Ashley, and, and for all of the Tawira. And a big shout out to all of our mates at Takuda who stood up and did the whakapawake on Matariki and a special, special mention to Fire Barbs who stood up and shared the most beautiful kōrero. Um, and Just about kōrowai, yeah, about kākahu, the whitu. Uh, I think one of the most impactful moments was she gifted one of the kākahu to Tyler May that she weaved our tayako in. And she weaved on the seven, oh, I think she did nine stars, but she was saying that in where she's from, they only see the seven stars from Gisborne, but that was such a beautiful moment. And after her quarter, I think everyone had red eyes, you know, from crying because, you know, Five Arbs has been on the podcast before and she shared how she's wanted to give up back then and still it's been hard for her. I remember when we got the Matariki Papa. And she had her um, like her hands on her head, and she's like, "I don't even want to look at it, you know. Like, I don't even want to to look at it." And I think it's you know it's hard for her to to come to Kura sometimes, but she she shows up still. And one of the reasons she said she shows up was because her son paid for the fees, <laughs> <laughs> so And another reason she said is because she was on the podcast. She was like, "Oh man, now all these people like are watching me, and I'm like, give up." But not only that, but, you know, she said that she only looks at her progress. Mm, and good. she said, I, I, she said, I know 10 more words now that I knew last week. And that's amazing for me, you know. And, and that's something that we could all learn from is that we should never compare our progress to anyone else. We're all on our different journey. For Fire Barb, she's got years and years of unpacking a lot of trauma, you know, trauma that I, I can't understand, but trauma that she's had. Um, growing up at a time in an era where te reo Māori was not, was forbidden mm. pretty much from being spoken. And so she's got all of these kind of tanifa to unpack. And so to see her get up and speak 
about Matariki. For the first time, she stood up in front of us. It was probably one of the highlights I've had this year, was to see that. I think it was just, we were all so proud of her. I, like, I felt like my heart was so full. Yeah, we did like, a haka for her. Yeah, I just, that was amazing too. Did I didn't expect that. Uh, I remember <laughs> being at the back, one of the bros tapped me on the shoulder. Yo, haka, yo. <laughs> no, no, nothing needed to be said. Like, yep, solid, that's us. And that's the reason that my voice sounds hoarse, but it's kind of a cool story. I'm like, oh, yeah, are you sick, Ashley? No, nah, no, nah, I just did a haka yesterday. <laughs> no, nah, just did a haka kamate for fire barbs. Yeah, no, nah, she's 69, turning keen to learn the deal. But, yeah, no, nah, just did a haka. <laughs> and then I look at it, and then you posted a video on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know the actions. <laughs> no, it was awesome, and... You know, that was, um, we, none of us got a haka. So Fire Barb's exactly. got a haka. Exactly. Because that's how much it meant to us being in the presence of her. And just the mana she has. The mana, the kaha, um, the, the manaki that she has for all of us, showing up every day, bringing her baking. Um, she's the nana of the whanau, the po, the taonga. Not, no, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Actually, sorry, I'm Ashley. the taonga according to Fire Michelle, so... Um, <laughs> You leave that one, fire barbs, leave that one alone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just a, a special mention to fire barbs. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome. Well, good time to wrap it up, I think. Yeah. Um, it or did you want to speak about anything else? Because oh, it's honestly, guys, there has just been so much that has happened over the past two, two three weeks that – no doubt I've got things in my mind that I'm like, oh, that would be cool to talk about. Oh, my gosh, that would be cool. Well, what's our next kaupapa? We could talk about that Oh, quickly. for, for Takuda? Yeah. Our next kaupapa is called Ngaho, and that kupu is entertain, entertainment. So we have to compose, Tito Waiata, compose a song um, that speaks about a person, a kaupapa, uh, and then we have to speak about the waiata that we've composed for 15 minutes. Why did we compose it? Why did we use those kupu? Um, what was the, the, the ngako, the essence, the, the core um, of your of your waiata? And um, according to our kaioko, it's, it's, uh, it's a time to ruku, ruku, ite hohonu, dive into mm. the, the deepness, dive in, dive in, dive into the deep. So really look inside and go, oh, you know, what? why do I want to make this waiata? Is it for your potoko manua? Is it for a kaupapa that you're really passionate about? And then you, we actually compose a waiata. Yeah, and for those who can't sing, don't worry, because I can't sing and neither can Ashley. And we've had to sing waiata for every whakapuaki. And I don't care anymore. I used to get so fucking mad, like, oh, my gosh, I can't sing. But then there are others that can't sing. So I'm like. All good. Even even having that fucker ma somewhat leave is so rewarding. Yeah. It's so good for the soul. Like last year, get up and sing. Nah. Yeah, no way. Nah. Even in Pākehā, I would be like, nah, but now nah. I just I'm like all good. And I'm that's fine. and that's a credit to the protocol and what we do at Kura because you have to get up and sing. Mm. It's just part of the Māori world. So, yeah, just another mihi to, to takiura because, sheesh, that's cool. It's a good mm. feeling. 
Okay, I want to leave everyone on with a quote. A fakatoki or a quote? A fakatoki. A tawaki. A fakatoki. So, hehate rereke tanga ite fakatoki kite fakatoki. Oh. What's the difference between a fakatoki and a fakatoki? Korero mai. That question he patai. Oh, pat a kao fakutu. Oh. Po patai. In Māori? Ah. Oh. Nah. Um, <laughs> so the difference between a fakatoki and a fakatoaki is a fakatoki is is something that we don't know the person who created it. Mm. So those are often quotes or proverbs from back in the yeah. ra, back in the ra. It's just like we don't know who made that. Mm. So that is a fakatoki. A fakatoaki is a proverb or a quote that. From someone that we know the From source. From someone that we, that know, we know the source of. So, um, do the mahi get the treats would be a whakatauaki from William Wairua. Tika. Tika tika. Tika Well, I'm going to leave you all with a beautiful whakatauaki. Whakatauaki. Who, 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 who? From who? From oh. Rauri Waititi. <laughs> Okay, and here it goes. You may not know your language, but your language knows you. You may not know your mountain, but your mountain knows you. You are enough because your tipuna made it so. Boom, mic drop. Um, you wrap it up. You wrap it up. Right. Well, so, you know, just know that if you're on this reclaiming journey, I just want to talk to what Rawari said. You, might, you may not know the real yet, but the real is there inside of you and it's waiting to come out. You may not know your mountain. You may not know your tupuna, but they all know you. So, namihi nui. Um, kia koto. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a beautiful day. Kakite. Kakite ano matewa hei akuane. Hei akuane. Kakits. Bye.